Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show. Filling in for Tom Bernard, I'm Dave Schrader, along with... Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt-Bernard. And Mike Molina. JB will be joining us as well, and in a bit from Acme Comedy Club, Chris Porter. That's next on the Tom Bernard Show. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Welcome back. Second hour of the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Dave Schrader filling in for Tom Bernard. Joining us in studio in moments, JB, Chris Porter, who will be out at the Acme Comedy Club. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for joining in. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good. Going right into it. Yeah, why not? We'll have you jump right in. I I do want to mention real quick, and Catherine, uh, Andy, Mike, I'm curious, has anybody been watching the Olympics at all? No. I've been watching some of it. I keep on missing all the stuff that I really want to see, though. (laughs) That fifteen hour time difference. Yeah, that's yeah, a bit it's of a lag time. Two in the morning or something. Yeah, yeah. I, this story blows me away. I don't care how how big a badass you think you've ever been in your life. This have you guys heard about this Olympic snowboarder? Oh I, yeah, I did. I know who you're talking about, <laughs> right, Jamie. I love the from Newser. This is the way the article starts off. Pick the wilder of the two following sentences. Marcus Scherer broke his neck during a quarterfinal race in snowboard snowboard cross at the Winter Olympics, or that the Austrian then stood up and finished the race. Mm-hmm. That's a man With a right there. Neck? Yes, yep. USA That's Today reports idea. the accident occurred during the final jump of the course, with Scherer landing gruesomely on his upper back with such force that his goggles came off. You can see the video. He, these other guys come swooshing down the mountain, and all of a sudden you just see it's like 
Fred Flintstone flying upside down <laughs> in the air, and then he hits the ground right on his shoulders and neck. His goggles go flying, but he gets right back <sighs> up and, and completes I get a paper now, cut. I got to take a nap for a half an hour. <laughs> is this is this the event where they're all snowboarding at the same time? I get yeah. confused with what events are called what. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, real sure. I don't know sure. what, the, what I'm watching. Well, there was a bunch of them all going down at the same time. It says the Austrian Olympic okay. Committee says it believes the 30-year-old who fractured his fifth cervical vertebra <sighs> will not experience oh. serious long-term damage, though he'll be taken back to Austria hastily. <laughs> the Washington Post notes that Scherer has injured injured his elbow in a previous run and had been in fourth place before the crash. Well, remember that little gymnast that broke her ankle or something? Oh, Carrie yeah. Strug. The vault? Yes. She landed on it. She, she did her landing and uh, yeah. broke her ankle when that happened. And then I did it again. They're just so, I think they're so filled with adrenaline right. yep. that they don't feel the pain as much as a normal person. Yeah, because it wasn't well, even just that ankle, she... It wasn't even that she an just... An ankle and an elbow... Is one right. thing. Two different but things. Yeah, breaking the your worst neck. thing you can do after breaking your neck is move your head around. Yeah. And he just I mean, got he's up like, all fifth cervical vertebrae, he's lucky he's not a quadriplegic now. Yeah. After fracturing that vertebrae and then moving around a lot. Man. It'd be even cooler if he was a quadriplegic and he still finished the race. <laughs> <laughs> Diversity in the Olympics. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that somehow. Something to, like, that's something to hang your hat on. That is. <laughs> Yeah, I finished the race. I didn't medal, but I also couldn't feel my legs. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do today? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, this guy set a new precedent. Yeah. That is uh that's amazing. Wow. That's I the Olympics watching these yeah. people like you were bringing up Carrie Strug. She broke her ankle on the first one, then came back and did another yeah. one and landed it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then one. That and then was metal. awesome. Yeah, that is. I remember right. watching that as a kid and going, "No way!" Yeah, no way. And then for like two weeks afterwards, everyone thought about becoming a gymnast. Yeah, not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> two weeks. That's what it was like as a kid. Yeah. Right. You, you would like, oh, I don't even know what a gymnast is. And then two weeks after the Olympics, you were looking up the Parks and Rec catalog and being like, all right, where's the pole vault class? Yeah, that same phenomena happened to me after I saw the Rocky movie the first time. You started boxing? I was like 10 years old. I came running out. I just wanted to run and punch people. And that's probably not a good thing in hindsight. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what drove Mike Tyson is just the desire to hurt people yeah. because he was a, he was a very uh, violent man. Yeah, he was an angry well, man. Yeah. Well, we just recently found out why Mike was so angry? Why is that? Why he was abused a tumor as a child? No, he was abused. Oh, as well, a sexually abused. I think everyone oh, really? could have guessed that one. Well, I didn't know that. It wasn't from any well, of the, the guys that started mentoring him, right? No, it wasn't Cuss, <laughs> okay. but it was other people. It was before life. him, right? It was like Cuss kind of wrecked, uh, rescued him from that whole scene. Wow! But he really? had like mental, like in the early fights, they would just take him, stop giving him his meds. Like before the fight, oh, really? and then he just go in there and kill somebody, and then they put him back on his meds, and then they got as he got wow. older, he Fun. decided I don't want to be on my meds anymore, like all the time. Oh, yikes! Yeah, yeah I that's stopped, never a good idea. I stopped pay per view events on Mike Tyson after the second time I got up to go uh, grab a drink from the refrigerator and walk back, and it was over. I remember in high school, oh. me and a bunch of my buddies <laughs> saved up uh, like the fifty bucks, right? Pitched in. Our friend's mom got the pay per view. My buddy and I went to get the tape from his house, and we showed up right when the fight started. 45 seconds later, it was over, 
And I remember my buddy looking at me. He goes, you don't say a word till we get the money. <laughs> <laughs> so we walked in this party like, do you, you get the tape? Do you see one? We're like, no, it was over before we got there. And then we popped it. And 45 <laughs> seconds later, we're like, okay, so what What now? Everybody kick in your 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah. and uh, Wow. Good times, good times. There's, I, I, I've watched all these Olympics. It's it's hard for me. You know, I used to watch a lot of it growing up, and I, whatever was just kind of trending at the time, I'd check it out to see what everybody was, you know, was checking out. I was growing up during the Nadia Comaneci moments, and then, uh, you know, watching all of the different uh, uh, athletes that have broken out throughout the different years. And it's always cool to kind of watch in those golden moments when you see what's happening. And I really don't think I've watched since uh, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding went to the Olympics together that last time. I, I just haven't, I don't know, I can't get into the Olympics. Well, for me, the <clears throat> the Olympics was disappointing because the NHL players didn't go this 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 time. Oh, right. So, and so to get my hockey fix yesterday, I kind of was watching the replay of the U.S. and women's uh, Curling? hockey. No, <laughs> hockey. Oh. Because I don't know why they haven't played before the medal round because they're, you know that's going to be the two teams that play again for right. the gold medal. And they were playing yesterday, and like five different times, a melee broke out. Just in front of somebody's net, they were fighting for the puck. Sure. Got covered, referee blew the whistle, and they were ha- hammering each other. In the Olympics. They don't like each other. The, wow. the U.S. hockey women and the Canadian hockey women do not like each other. And they'll stand there and just bark at each other. All, And you can just see it, just snipping at each other and punching each other and all this stuff. Why, like, why did the NHL players kind of disconnect? the league would not release them. Oh. They were getting hurt. Yeah, they that were, was part of it. But I think the league wanted some of the moolah. Some of the scratch from the yeah. Olympics? That's probably not a big thing they want to share, huh? Is it the middle of the season? Is hockey playing right now? Yeah, they're playing right now. And the way they did it four years ago and the time before that, they suspended league play, didn't have an all-star game, and let the players go back to their countries and yeah. whatnot. And oh, I bet they lose a lot of money doing that, the NHL. Well, they lost money, and well, which is weird. It shouldn't because you would think that would that well, would they, broaden the horizons well, for us to give people a chance to see. Yeah, and teams. that's yeah. true. And they didn't lose money as far as they didn't lose games. They forced the players to still play the eighty oh, eighty okay. game season, but it got more compacted. Oh, okay. And so you had guys get hurt at the Olympics and at the Olympics, and the owners were like, you know, I got a lot of money invested in these guys. I don't want them getting hurt over there. If they're gonna get hurt. They're gonna get hurt. We're, you know, on my ice. <laughs> right. We're yeah. on my time. I'm yeah. making the money for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if anyone's gonna hurt them, it's gonna be me. Right. So how, how about how exciting was it when the dream team well, came the, out for basketball? I mean, first, it was like watching a Harlem Globetrotters yeah. game. Right. It was just right. ridiculous the way they ran around. And that's why hockey did it for a couple of times because right. they did get a boost from it. Sure. Right after each time their their guys became Olympians. They got kind of a kick into the rest of their season, but this Gary Bettman, who's the uh, league commissioner, was dead set on making sure that didn't happen this time. So, hmm. But the ladies' NHL or ladies' uh, Olympic hockey is doing great? Uh, well, they lost to Canada, but uh, it was, like I said, it's, it's U.S. and Canada mm-hmm. and then the rest of the world. You know, everybody's fighting for the bronze. Because either U.S. and Canada are going to get the gold, and the other one's going to get the silver. 
So, hey, Mike, can you pull up that Apple's HQ story for me real quick? I got a kick out of this. Uh, Andy, I think you'll enjoy the ignorance of, of the uh, architecture for this as well. Apple's new headquarters in Cupertino, California, has been widely celebrated by architectural critics, but some employees are reportedly encountering a downside. They keep walking into the interior glass walls. <laughs> Man, that's oh when God. you set up webcam glass walls. Yes, and you know every moron's yeah. walking around with an iPhone and, and checking yeah. social media, yep. and they're just bing up against the glass walls left and right. They keep walking into the interior glass walls. Market Watch reports on at least two incidents in which men. Walked into a wall seriously enough to require a call to the local emergency services. In both cases, only minor cuts to the head resulted. A report at Fortune echoes the uh, one at Market Watch citing reported or repeated cases of distracted employees walking into the panes of glass. <laughs> An Apple spokesperson yep. declined to comment. And then the story at Fortune says employees resorted to sticking post-it notes on the glass <laughs> to alert people of presence <laughs> of glass. Well, well it's like fro- frost the Apple logo a logo onto it or something. Yeah. Well, you so got- just having like this perfectly transparent glass. It's like a. It's almost like a uh, a fun house, but instead right. of mirrors, it's just <laughs> invisible walls. Or just leave the face print from the guy before. <laughs> just don't clean the yeah. windows. Now you you guys will laugh, but. Um, former Gopher football coach Jerry Kill. Uh-huh. They did a redesign of, of the football office space, and there was these two large panes of clear glass. Right. And next to it were two <laughs> clear glass doors. Oh no! Yeah, he, he just... and several players walked into the glass, not to the glass doors, but the glass. And it was, it was funny because every once in a while you walk over and you see a, a lip print. Or, <laughs> yeah, or something on the glass because they, you know, not paying attention, and that's you know, I'm going downstairs, and they put yeah. their hand on the glass and bang their head off the <laughs> off the glass. Well, I laugh and I joke about uh, about these morons doing it, but I did a similar thing at the uh, dollar store by my house about four or five years ago. Uh, they had the two sliding glass doors, but one was jammed, yeah. and I wasn't paying attention. So all I saw was the one whisk open, and I walked right into it. Bam! Hit the thing and turned into Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Butt over tea kettle, go falling out. The, the whole door comes off the pane and hits the no. ground. And I'm trying to not fall into broken glass, and <laughs> and I'm wobbling around. <laughs> and I just hear the guy at the counter go, "People are so dumb." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, I am." But oh man, I like how the article then gets very serious on us. It says jokes may be easy to make, but Market Watch notes that Apple could run into trouble with workplace safety regulations. If the problem persists, well, they are hurting for money. Yeah, it adds. It would be- suck if they got a, a workers' comp claim. How much do you think this building costs them? Well, I think it's in the billions, right? Five billion dollar building. Well, it's not just a building; it's like a campus, right. right? Yeah, it looks like a giant UFO in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Well, but still, it's like, do you five billion dollars? That's like that's like how much a city should cost, right? Although looking at it, it basically is a city. Yeah, it it's does look like well, what, your, your stadium was what one point three billion or something. Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. this is five times. Not my that. stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't afford to go to a game. It's not my stadium. Oh yeah, God, look at look, Google it and look at pictures of it. It's it has to be at least like 
three miles in diameter. Yeah, look at this. Doesn't it, look, it looks like a UFO right in the middle well, of the woods. It looks like like where you'd have an Olympic ceremony. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like yeah. in the future, yeah. the Hunger Games. It's Absolutely. a stadium. It's, <laughs> that's where they'll have it after yes, it after the towers fall. <laughs> well, that's that's where it's gonna. Go and the best part is, um, I think underneath everything there is like a big geothermal uh, like generator or something. Oh, I'm sure. I think I think they're powering it in a weird way. There's and probably that, fraggle rock geothermal <laughs> generators. <laughs> so when the asteroid oh, comes, sure this can, thing just lifts yeah, off the just planet into the just ground. All these little Muppets building iPhones. <laughs> We heard your complaints about slave labor. We got the Fraggles doing it. They're singing. It's way cuter now. <laughs> it's way, slavery can be way cuter but if it's dude, a Fraggle. If it's, yeah, if they're little animals. Building it's hilarious. Every day. <laughs> uh, Acme Comedy has Chris Porter uh, tonight and tomorrow. Yeah. What time's tonight? Tonight, I think just the Late Show still has tickets. Is what, 8 and 10.30? Right. Okay, and uh, then tomorrow? I have no idea, but I think they're both sold out. All right, well. But you should still. Thanks for stopping by. You should still come, <laughs> no, though. <laughs> let's uh, take a break. We'll be back. We've got more on the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan, an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Awake and dance, awake and dance. Everybody's taking the chance. Safe to dance. Oh, safe to dance. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show. I don't know what it is about this music video, but I could watch it over and over. It's like it came out of Mordor. Right. It's like if Woodstock happened in the 17th century. <laughs> Renaissance Fair. Yeah. When, yeah. Wasn't the group name Men With Hats? Men Without Hats. Men Without yeah. Hats. Right. No hats. No hats at all. How about this story uh, coming to us? Bloodbath is not a word you'd typically associate with a 10-day cruise around the South Pacific, but it's being thrown around now in the wake of what Carnival says were violent and disruptive acts committed on its cruise ship Legend. Passengers say a brawl that erupted around 12.45 a.m. Friday, resulting in an unexpected stop and the removal of 23 family members. I've been, I was on the Legend. I've been yeah. on that boat. Really? Yeah, I did. I, by one week of doing a cruise, cruise, I was on the Legend. 
and we went uh, around. Uh, we went to like Mexico and Belize and a couple other places, and it was like the worst week of my entire. There was almost a bloodbath before really? this one. Yeah, Why, just violence? it's funny how every comedian has the one time they did a cruise. <laughs> well, because the comics that love doing it—that's all they do. Because it's good money and it's easy, right? Room and board, uh, room and board, and you're always in the sun and you're, always around single people. That's yeah, gotta be a good thing. And yeah. So, but I—it was the worst experience because it's like the shows are—you do a clean show for eighty-year-olds and children, and then you do a dirty show for everybody else. And then I just realized I don't like cruises. Yeah, like there's I, that too. I'm just not that guy. Mm. Like I'm not a guy that's like, okay, I'm gonna get on this thing, and then you're gonna tell me what to do for three days and tell me how to have fun. Yeah. I'm not that guy. Yeah, I got on a cruise 16 years ago, and we hit some bad bad weather for just one day, and it was just a little rocky. And they're telling me, oh boy, you should have been on the cruise last week. He goes, we had to line the stairs with vomit bags. Yeah. Because people couldn't take steps more than five feet without dropping and puking. He's nobody would, he goes, it was like a ghost town. The rooms, everybody stayed in their rooms. The boat was rocking. And have you seen those video footage? Oh, yeah. Where like the waves are coming up over the side of the cruise ship? Yeah, Yeah. no, I'm good on that. Nah. I'm good on all. And the the one time I was on it, we had to go around a tropical storm. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how we might not make it into port in time. And that was the day I was supposed to leave. And I was like, we're going to make it. One of us is going to make it to this port. Come on. At some point, did you start playing Gordon Lightfoot's uh, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald through your head? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm not familiar with that tune. I think what? I, what <laughs> did you grow up in a plastic? I bubble? think I just played sail away. Oh, uh, and, uh, but yeah, that was, and then the only other cruise I've done was the kid rock cruise, which was obviously much c- cooler. I'm doing the Chris Jericho rock and wrestling tour. Oh, really? In October. Those year. will be fun. All oh, of yeah. those theme ones are yeah. fun. That might be a bloodbath. Yeah, that might be. But it's like 900 wrestlers, Jim Brewer, a couple of rock bands, Fozzie's going to be there. The Bear? No, not The Bear, The Band. <laughs> oh. Chris Jericho's band. Oh, okay. So, uh, And Tim and I uh, are going to be the, the only paranormal people on board the ship for a Halloween cruise. So we get to uh, freak people out on, on Halloween with that. But so uh, Why yeah. was this a bloodbath? Well, okay, boy, let's get back to the story for <laughs> JB. That's my bad. Sorry. That's my bad. Uh, it said result. So they, they stopped and had to eject 23 family members, and it was the culmination of days of violence that left as many as 30 people injured aboard the cruise from hell. Passengers tell Nine News that people were left bloodied after clashes between two groups of passengers, including members of an Australian family who threatened to stab others and throw them overboard. Jeez. The Manson family down under? It was a bloodbath, the man says, adding that some passengers were afraid to leave their cabins. A woman on vacation with her family says certain passengers looking for trouble were responsible for fights seen over several days. When her husband told them to take the violence away from uh, the kids, five of them surrounded him and told us to watch our backs. They punched and kicked another man, apparently, because he made eye contact with one of the group, a woman says. Footage of Friday's brawl shows security officials kicking at passengers grappling on the ground amid screams in what Carnival calls an unprecedented step. <laughs> really? Secure, yeah. That's not part of security protocol to start kicking people <laughs> on the ground? That's news to We're me. We're going to have to go to kicking. Nine. nine forget the mace. Just yeah, start yeah, just kicking. go to kicking. <laughs> I know it wasn't in training, but we have to go to it. 
They won't even give us a baton. Nine males were kicked off the boat later Friday when it stopped in Eden, Australia, says New South Wales police. Fourteen others also left the ship. Carnival says a full internal investigation is underway. Wow. What? Oh, here's the video of the of the footage from this brawl. That is uh, something. They are going at it. That's the middle bar. You're walking into the coffee shop right there. How drunk is she? Cuddling with the urn in the middle of the ship. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. And I, did I mention I get to go to Australia and in I like, June? I like how that chick walked out of it like, do you see that? <laughs> do you see what those guys were doing? She's kicking a few people. I can barely away. get through them. <laughs> they were throwing punches. Anyway, oh I'm going gosh. to bingo. <laughs> <laughs> is it a different kind of crowd when you go on a cruise as opposed to uh, comedy clubs or this Vegas? This is what I've realized, and I'm and I hate to stereotype. This is what I've realized about people. Like the Kid Rock cruise is a whole different animal, but right. the when I was on the cruise, I realized people that go on cruise are two people. You either have people that don't that want to see the world but don't know enough about it to like navigate it themselves, uh-huh. so they go on a cruise, or it's super rich people that. All they do their whole life is make decisions. So when they're on vacation, they just want someone to tell them what to do. Because that's all I met. I met blue-collar wow. people, and then I met super rich people, and there was no one in between. Did, so, were, they, were they having, like, a fight club in the bottom of the ship at night? Well, I mean, you had to be invited. <laughs> but that's the thing about fight club, right. is you don't talk about no, it. No, you don't. What's the story? Uh, there is this weird thing with, uh, like, ultra-high-power CEOs and such that a lot of them have like this uh, submissive fetish. Oh yeah, like they, they spend so much of their life telling everyone else what to do that when someone tells them what to do they get off on it and it's weird. Yeah, like the, those are the guys that always want the they pay the women to like spank them and call exactly, them Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I've heard. It's so I've heard. weird. Yeah. I mean, Allegedly. and you know, you can get a good rate. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that you can pay seventy five dollars an hour. <laughs> I've heard Martha is the best. <laughs> That's if you were to believe the. And I've the also heard this wall. is her email. Yes. And- uh, Catherine, have you heard the disturbing news about euthanasia drugs being found in dog food? What? Yes. No. Four brands have been recalled now. I know you're a, a dog fan. Four. What? Yeah, four brands what? of dog food <laughs> under the JM Smucker Company umbrella have been recalled after a DCTV station tested one of the brands and found traces of a euthanizing drug used on dogs, cats, and horses in 60% of the samples. The AP reports that... How is this possible? I don't know. It says that shipments of cans of gravy train, kibbles and bits, Uh. skippy, and Ol' Roy, that's (laughs) O-L apostrophe, Ol' Roy... Wet gravy train uh, or wet wet food have been pulled back from um, the station. And uh, let's see, they've commissioned a lab specializing in food testing for contaminants, also tested around two dozen other brands over several months, but there were no significant findings. People notes that gravy train <laughs> is produced by the Smuckers company, Big Heart Pet yeah. Brands, which also makes Meow Mix, Nine Lives, and Pounce Pets edibles. The investigation was spurred after the death of a Washington State woman's dog a year ago. All four of Nikki Mail's dogs got sick on New Year's Eve after eating canned Avengers dog food, and one, Talia, didn't make it. Mail sent the food out for testing, and the lab found it contained, what is this, pentobarbital, 
which is banned from use Jeez. in pet or human food. Yeah. That's a good idea. Always ban what could kill you. So, <laughs> if this is the drug so we somebody, use to put you down, don't put it in our food. Yeah, so somebody, it sounds like somebody put it in there intentionally. Because that's just not something that's going to be around a food factory. No, that's you not something not. they would have in any factory. Well, it says yeah, a, remember, I don't know, says, about 15 years ago, there was a, a rat poison in a bunch of dog food, too. And he, a lot of dogs died from that. Here's a scary thing, though. Green being chipped in. Right. Well, it says a rep from the J.M. Smucker uh, tells WebMD extremely low levels of pentobarbital aren't risky for animals, but that's the presence of the stu- substance at any level that's not acceptable to us and not up to our quality standards. But I'm wondering about how many of these things are naturally occurring compounds. And I know that sounds strange, but a few years ago... Not pentobarbital. That's definitely not. No, that's definitely... A, but I mean, is it a derivative of it? Because they found rocket fuel in baby formula. And it's naturally occurring uh, chemical reaction, but it's it's the basis for rocket fuel. Hmm. That's chilling. That's well, not surprising. Do you think why, that's, that's why kids are very so much earlier? <laughs> that might be. They're all fueled up. Yeah. They're all fueled up. That like. are all the uh, steroids are putting into the animals to get more meat from them. And maybe pentobarbital <laughs> tastes like crotch, and maybe that's why they put it in there. Just you know, they like the taste of it. <laughs> <laughs> you old romantic, you. Uh, I'm just saying. No, I, know what, I know what my sister's dog's into. I, I was going to say, that's just an old dog joke about licking himself. But well, That's not an old joke. It's true. <laughs> they like to do it. That's Leave uh, the dogs alone. That's good. Well, I know a lot of the, the treats that were coming from overseas were having issues with, like, small pieces of metal filings mm-hmm. in them. And it was tearing the dogs up inside as well. Man, that's scary when you... Yeah, it's just... Yeah. Buy local. Well, <laughs> but, well, what scares me, it's the Smucker's company. Yeah. So what's have, in our jelly? I was going to say, what's in our yeah. jelly and jam? Oh, that, not, nothing. That's just uh, formaldehyde. But w- that's good for you because that's why they put it in your body when you die. Yeah, it just keeps you young. It's preserving you. Yeah. Right? Smucker's huh? preservative. The original preservative. Right you kind of ask for it then, right? Were, oh, my gosh. There was a, there was that's a just horrible. brand of Dude. dog food that was sold in... My neighborhood, there were two. There was Alpo. Right. You know, that was the good stuff. And there was some stuff called Strongheart, and it had a, a picture of a dog on the on the can. And, and it came in the 16-ounce can, by the way. <laughs> Which one tasted better? Well, <laughs> I have no idea, but I know we, we for a while, fed our dog Strongheart. He started losing his hair. Wow. So it's like, oh, back to Alpo. Well, now I know which one I shouldn't have eaten, right? <laughs> what are the odds? Uh, I, mean, I walked in on my daughter once with a spoon, an empty spoonful of cat wet food, wow. standing there with a look yeah, on her face. And I'm moment. like, hey, honey, what are you doing? And she just had this weird look. She goes, it just smelled so good. Oh. And I go, how did it taste? She goes, nothing like it smelled. <laughs> but it's a learning curve, right? You were talking about that earlier. I guess uh, Chris. so. I've done some stupid stuff. <laughs> Leave as the a glass kid. walls there because people just have to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Let the kid try the cat food. It's better. Those are learning. Those are like the biggest learning experiences as a kid when you're in the middle of something. Your dad just gives you that, are you kidding me look? <laughs> like, you came from me. Yeah. My dad would walk in on me doing something ridiculous, and it would be just that moment of dead, like, deer silence with the, the yeah. eyes, and then he'd just walk out of the room and shake his head slowly. Just it was so like, disappointed. This word transcends, or th- this moment transcends words. Yeah. There's nothing I can say. There's nothing. I've obviously messed up right. earlier. Yeah. 
I know one day I was doing something. He goes, please tell me you're on drugs. <laughs> I said, I said, no way. He goes, oh, and he just walked out of the room. But he was a, my dad is hilarious, right? Because he's got the big Popeye forearms. Yeah. He's a construction worker. He was a, a cement finisher. So slow, long, deliberate. It was like isometric. So he just had those arms. And I remember when I was, I don't know, 17 years old. And uh, I started mixing it up. I was bigger than my dad. Oh, yeah. I was leaner than my dad. Yeah. And my dad goes, you want to take this outside? I go, you bet I do. Oh, no. And my mom just is like, David, no. And she, my dad's <laughs> trying to get in between us. He goes, no, let's go outside. My dad's calm through this whole thing and my adrenaline's bomb. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I've watched the Hulk enough to know this old man's about to get an ass kicking. Yeah. <laughs> and we step outside and my dad goes, you get the first shot. I go, I don't need the bam. He hit me. I didn't even finish. <laughs> he hit me so fast. I hit the ground and he goes, stand up. I go, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. He goes, no, stand up. I'm like, no, I'm done. He goes, all right. And he just walked in the house. Calm, yeah. never broke a sweat. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So weird that you guys. I don't think that there's a boy on earth that hasn't like tried to take oh. a swing at the old man. Yeah, well, we all nature. challenge. Yeah. What's it's that all it's about? nature. You always go for the well, crown. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I'm the runt of the litter, and Cassie can ground. overlook those moments. Come on, Andy, take a swing. What's it, what's it going to hurt you? No, you're always like 15, 16. You got all these. You got all these new emotions you're not used to dealing with. Hormones. Yeah, and your dad's yeah. kind yeah, of being a dick. And you're like, you know what? I'm gonna. It's, this Richard, is, we say Richard on the show. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You know this. Being your, you know, you're right. like, all right, old man. I've had enough of you. <laughs> it's it's time. been 15 years leading up to this day. I'm young and spry. We'll take a break. More right here on the Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact. And the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win. And they've got the skilled players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. We're back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Filling in for Tom, I'm Dave Schrader. Tom will be back with us on Monday. In studio with me, uh, Chris Porter, who's going to be performing at Acme Comedy Club. The Late Show, both tonight and tomorrow night, still available. Yeah. few tickets. A couple of them. A couple of them? Yeah. All right. So you get in on it. Hot pair. Come see the show. <laughs> Did you ever have uh, mix it up with your dad at all? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it, was, it it worked about it worked out about the same way. Oh yeah, just where I was like, uh, although we didn't go outside, he just launched me over my bed in my bed. I just 
I don't, I don't, and again, I didn't get the sentence out, but all of a sudden I'm on the other side of the bed and underneath some stuff. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I shouldn't have done that. That was, that was my fault. <laughs> but, uh, I slipped that. I'm sorry. I didn't you know, mean that was, hit I, your fist with I my was face. trying to hit mom. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, in the moment, you're just looking for anything. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, my dad and I are best friends now. So I think it's just, again, it's part of the yeah, being part, a son. Right. Yeah. It's part of the animal kingdom, right? Everybody yeah, challenges I'd almost the be old disappointed in my point. son if he didn't. Right. You got to challenge the throne. Yeah, luckily my kids challenged me when they were really young, so I still stood yeah. a chance. Now they're six foot four, six foot five. You know, if they took a swing, I'd, oh. I'd be you, down. You're right, son. Here, the, here's yeah. the mortgage. <laughs> you're just go on. I didn't like the rest of the family anyway. You're my favorite. Well, I told Dave off air. I said my son in his senior year decided that he was going to challenge me and. He got up, got into my face, and he bumped his chest on me, and I pushed him down onto his bed, and he was getting back up. I said, I would rethink that if I was you. <laughs> <laughs> and did he stop and pause? He? Yeah, yeah, he just kind of backed off at yeah. that point. It's like, well, you don't understand. Like, you, I, you, don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. I don't understand. You were just born a full-grown adult, Dad. You don't know. <laughs> It's like, I don't care. I don't care if it is senior cut day. Either go to school, go to the park, but get out of here. Because <laughs> I happened to be taking a day off work, and I didn't want to see him. Well, that's hilarious. <laughs> You're going to cut? Go cut somewhere else. It's daddy cut day today, and I want time to myself. i got to watch my stories. <laughs> so you, you have a very strong-willed daughter, uh, Catherine. Did, did Alex ever uh, you know come up against you at any um, point? No, I, girls, I think maybe some girls are different, but the girls that I'm familiar with, they do things differently. They kind of make little snipes at you, you know, it, rather than a, a giant uh, confrontation. It's more like a slow chipping away at your self-esteem. <laughs> so they play the long game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Your ass is huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I you, could hit you. You can't dress at all. I could hit you now, but with the way you look, it seems like God's already taken yeah. a swing, Mom. I'm going to let you go, yeah. right? Just to start whittling yeah. down that. Oh, you're not shirt. going out tonight? Is it because you're not very pretty? Like, oh, <laughs> exactly. Christ. Okay. They're meaner. Yeah, yeah, they are. So there was great satisfaction when you were blessed with a granddaughter, knowing that 18 years or 13 years from now that. Yeah, <laughs> she'll tell me how fat and ugly I am. It'll be great. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, she'll tell I think Alex I just, how she'll fat tell. and ugly she is. <laughs> right. I just heard oh. Catherine's soul crack right there over the radio. <laughs> no, that, no, that she'll she'll finally pay Alex back for what she did to you. Yeah, I, I do remember Alex lied to my face one time, and I was like, just once, sit down. <laughs> well, that I know of, you know, like a blatant lie, like, you know, you're so stupid, you're going to believe anything I say, you know? Gotcha. You know, when girls are like 13, 14, they're mm-hmm. kind of, they're beasties, they're terrible. And um, I remember just sitting her down and saying, you know, all the stuff that you enjoy in your life, it will all be gone <laughs> In yep. one minute, if you think that you're going to treat me like this. And her eyes got really huge. And she went away to her room for about two hours and played music really loud. And then came downstairs and apologized. And I was like, oh, that was actually pretty easy. Now, the entitlement of teenagers is very weird because, Jude, you're the worst dog. <laughs> anyway, Alex and Fawn just got back and 
Every time anyone goes past the door, Jude has to bark. He's protecting the studio. That's his job. He man. loves he, he loves coming into the podcast studio. Yeah, he for some reason he loves podcast <laughs> yep. time. He does. He sits under the table and and protects it. My sister still talks it. about the time her and my mom like the big fight between her and my mom and my mom just looked at my father and she said, "You deal with her. I'm done with her." And, she, and my sister was like, that's when I knew I'd messed up. Right. Was when mom just walked away and was like, I'm not dealing with her anymore. And it was over like a, a uh. dress to a dance. Like my sister didn't like it, but it was night of. And my mom's like, you're screwed. Like you should have brought this up. Like what are we supposed to do? Go to Macy's in 30 minutes? And, <laughs> right. and you know, she's bawling and she said something to my mom. And my mom just went, you know what? I'm done with you. And walked away, and yeah, that was that was a very keystone moment in my sister's upbringing. Yeah, see, I you think you have to kind of participate in a lot of that. What do it's you like mean? when when they're you know crying about something stupid, you can just say like I don't care and leave. <laughs> like, what are they going to do about yeah. it? Yeah. Well, they and, and I think that's a good way to parent. Like it kind of gives them perspective. Like my dad used to do that. Like if I was upset about something stupid, he'd just be like, "You're being stupid." Like, right. Stop being stupid about this, and you don't know. And then twenty minutes later, yeah, you're it's like, like, "If you, I'm stupid." Yeah. If you still think that you know, because kids they haven't been through a whole lot no. because they're kids, so they think that a lot of things that don't matter at all really matter, and they need to learn that they don't matter. And the only way to do that is to you know, Listen, go through the them. And, yeah, exactly. Listen to that, Catherine. I like Jay. Catherine, I like JB's he learned. Dad's way of doing it. Yeah, well, now he's thirty. <laughs> That's why when I have kids, when they're twelve, they're going to spend a year on the streets just to get some perspective. Right? You think it's rough? Well, when they come is... back, when they're ready for high school, they're like, "No, I'm fine. I'm over my heroin addiction. <laughs> Everything's great. Yeah, prostitution isn't all it was cut out to be, right? Oh, how was my summer? Sit down. Let me spin you a few tales about bartering. My problem for was that. <laughs> I didn't really uh, care about anything. I didn't think anything was a big deal, so I just never like really. Oh, you were did a nihilist. Anything. When when did that go away? Very yeah, much so. Definitely. Uh, not ever. How, <laughs> how old are you? Yeah, 30. 31. 31. Yeah, that's kind of that generation. Yeah. You're you're I'm right. Gen you're X, smack dab millennial, yeah. right? Mm. Yeah, Aren't you yeah. I'm on the center? cusp of Gen X and uh, Millennial. It's like you know the transition. He's a Millennial period. X, but there's a generation exactly. between X. That's and what I thought millennial. too. But when you look it up, there it's hidden. There's it's like y. Fight Club Isn't now. There a Y? No, there's not. Uh, Gen Y and Millennial are the same thing. Yeah. Apparently, oh, okay. They they keep changing the names of what generations are, so people think that there are more generations than they are. But I mean, like I've mentioned before, a generation is like what twenty some years apart. And what does someone born in 1980 and someone born in 2000 really have in common? You know, it's like bad not clothes. a lot, even though te- they're <laughs> yeah. technically bad the same clothes. generation. Yeah, bad clothes. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, my son threw a hissy fit in the grocery store when he was about four. Three or four. And, uh, yes. And Those are good days. My, yeah, four is, uh, my, my response to that was... To look at him, continue walking, and I went to the next aisle and double backed on him, but he didn't realize it. And he's he's throwing his fit, and all of a sudden he realizes, oh, he ain't Nobody's standing there. Nobody's here to watch, there. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's standing there. And then it's, oh, he left me. <laughs> and he's like panicking. I said, from behind, I said, now, are you done so we can keep moving? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My solution was just not to bring the kids to the store for five years. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is mommy time. I'm not bust, taking you guys. I busted two of my kids at two different points in lives because I've got kids spread from the age now of uh, uh, biological. I've got eight. Eight-year-old is my youngest to 34-year-old is my oldest. Man, you've been having fun. Yeah. Well, you got to stay warm in Minnesota. But uh, I've walked in on two different kids at two different stages in life, both um, in the mirror practicing cry faces. And oh, I, realized, wow. I realized what my life was really in for at that oh, moment. Oh, man. Yeah. There was that, oh, I really have, uh, oh, boy. Pay no attention to the girl That's behind right. the curtain. And they were in there for a while, didn't even realize me, and they're, like, practicing different That's ways to funny. make the face. Uh, and what would cripple me? Because my, my my two little girls are the worst. Yeah. Because they'll start, that, that lip comes out, and yeah. I've always said, it's not going to affect me. Because with my boys, I was tough. And with my daughters, I, I'm like, no, it doesn't matter gender. And then that lip comes out in the big dollopy... <laughs> Eyes. Oh my God! I break every time. Yeah. I'm like, come Rock here, come here. Out. Here's I'm, all the money. Daddy Here's did, all the money. Just Daddy stop didn't crying. mean to yell at you so loudly. I love you more than the others. Don't tell them that. But, yeah. Oh, that's brutal. We always used to just wait for my old man to get drunk, and then we'd ask for because he got real nice when he was drunk. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He'd, he'd get a couple beers in. I'd be oh, like, Dad, awesome. we need a Nintendo. He's like, I'd love a Nintendo. <laughs> That'd be great. We should go get one tomorrow. You're <laughs> rare and jolly drunk. Yeah. 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 That's nice. You're lucky. That's, yeah. yeah, you're lucky. I was. Yeah. I mean, not that dad ever came home, you know, violent or anything, but you hear stories where, you know, yeah. oh, absolutely. dad used to drink and then he'd. Yeah, there, there are definitely nights dad gets, yeah. he never gets mean, but he gets emotional and you're just like, he gets a lot like his mom and you're just like, all, all right. right. I'm Again, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. See, that's why I'm not a big drinker. I have two yeah. two tones. One is loving and affectionate towards the whole world. I will hug and kiss everybody because you're just the greatest person I've ever met. And then literally in the blink of an eye, I will kill you. Oh. I have no problem throwing you to the ground. And I just decided, you know, drinking is it's probably not for is. me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a weird yeah. line to cross. Yeah, and it is too because I can yeah, feel dead. it. And I'm like, yep, I got to go and at parties. And they'd be like, why'd Schrader just bail? And I was like, because I knew I was one more common away from somebody dying. And it was just time to leave. What is that? I yeah, don't know. What is that about alcohol that turns a switch off or on in people's brains? It's so weird. I don't have that switch. I never have. I've never felt violent or angry or anything. Yeah, but you probably haven't been drinking. pushed, right? I mean, have you been drinking yeah. and somebody puts you in a position that irritates you where you might as know. well I... have shrugged and walked off? This All of a sudden, that switch is gone, and it's just like, yeah, you know, it's time for you to there. die. Never, yeah. But you're not I've Italian. never really gotten in a fight <laughs> with anyone. I don't know. I'm too apathetic, I think, to get into fights. Yeah, you don't care. Yeah, you would walk away if somebody yeah, was I just, really irritating Yeah, I would just you. be like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm done. It's like going to the. What I think is the best way to do it. I mean, just walk away when somebody's acting like a jerk. I used Not to go how uh, humanity got to where it is, though. Right. <laughs> we murdered all our Neanderthal neighbors, and now we got their land. I went to the. I used to go to the North Stars games. I had season tickets, and then I had season tickets to the Vikings. And you'd sit there and you'd jaw back and forth with fans, and then you know one of these Green Bay uh, debacles I was at. And the guy's like, I'm going to kick your ass in the parking lot. And I go, why? And he goes, because we're fighting. And I go, dude, it's a game. (laughs) I mean, I hate you right now. In about 30 minutes when this game is over, I don't hate you. I don't care. Let's just go home. That's why everybody's like, oh, I hate the Packers. I'm like, I don't hate the Packers. I hate Packer fans. That's what. Let's draw the line where we really dislike something is it's the way the team fans treat us. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how bad the rivalry was till I landed in MSP and the urinal 
splash guards are Green Bay Packer logos. <laughs> And I was like, is no, it? No, they're not. They are. So that's so dumb. <laughs> really? That's dumb. I mean, not all of them, but the one I used was. It's, it's a good diffusing <laughs> method. Catherine. And I was just like, I was like, is it that bad we have to just pee on the logo? Yes. Sometimes it is. <laughs> I'm a cheap. I mean, I grew up in Kansas City. There's no Raider urinal splash guards. Is that really your, your big uh, deal was, was the Raiders? Chiefs Raiders, yeah. Well, remember that huge. great commercial from this past uh, Christmas? Oh, yeah, where the shop. guy's wearing the Raiders yeah. sweater yep. to the Chiefs dinner. <laughs> that was great. No, all right. so You're not wearing that. Turn off the lights! Yeah, the lights. <laughs> Turn them on! He takes off the sweatshirt and he's got the, oh, the other shirt on underneath. Yeah. So Mom great. just up and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, one of my good friends is a Raiders fan. And, you know, like, the day of the game, I go, for the next three hours, you can go jump into a lake. Right. <laughs> yeah. For now, we can dislike yeah. each other, but it's just let it go. It's a game. Absolutely. And then as soon as the three hours are over, it's like, okay, so I'll see you at Christmas. I went to the Blackhawks game in full North Stars regalia, and I took my parents, I bought tickets, and then I go to meet him there, and my dad goes, I'm not going in with you. Hmm. And I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, uh-uh. He goes, this is, no, this is not where you want to be in that. <laughs> State, they flank security guards around me. No. Through the game. And I'm like, why? And they're like, you're going to get killed. Take that jersey off. I'm like, no, I'm here to represent my team. He goes, you look in this stadium. Is there anybody else wearing North Stars? <laughs> I said, no, but you know what? The people like me because I would also yell at my team. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd oh, knock out Chelios, knock him out. And everybody'd be like, shut up. And then my team would do something stupid, and I'd be like, get up, Casey, you narcoleptic jerk. And then they're like, oh, he's, he's an equal opportunity hater on both sides. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Yeah. I, but I never understood the uh, the violence, and, uh, and that's why I never drank at games. I'd have like one beer and that was the end of my line because i knew there was there would there'd be too much trouble brewing we're up against the top uh we'll take a break we'll come on back chris porter's at acme comedy you can check out uh, tickets for the ten thirty show and the late night show tomorrow check out acmecomedy.com we'll be back we've got more coming your way right here on the tom bernard show